Welcome to Secrets of Seven Figure Women. I'm your host, Sarah J. Stevens, seven figure real estate investor and entrepreneur. This is your chance to gain insight and connect with women who are earning seven figures or who have a portfolio of assets in the multiple seven figures. We'll be focusing on how to get you to your next level. Think of this podcast like your new circle of friends cheering you on. From setting your mindset to developing financial goals, formulating plans, and how to make it happen. Secrets of Seven Figure Women exist to inspire you to work on your financial future and build a legacy. Wondering how other women have done it? Learn directly about their systems, structure, and how they're choosing to have an impact. If you're motivated, driven to succeed, and want the steps to learn more, we'll discuss how you can take control of your financial future without anyone holding you back. Are you ready? Let's dig in. All right, welcome to episode number two. I have Megan Kirk Chang with us today. I am so excited, Megan, that you're here and I can't wait to share your story with all our listeners and uh, kind of get going. So how long ago was it we met? Was it two years ago or three years ago? Can you remember? I think we met at either, is it like a charity event or a speaking event? I think we met briefly, right? Briefly. Yeah. We've met briefly. I've I heard about you through our colleagues at Georgian College and just knew that you were someone awesome. But I think we met officially, oh, it's coming to three years. It'd be three years, like right now, actually. Our three-year really? friends diversity. But I sat down, <laughs> we sat down and we had coffee. You and I and your husband actually is there too. Uh, Brandon, who's amazing. Love him <laughs> as well. So uh, we sat down and had coffee. I can't believe three years, right? Where does the time go? Yeah. Where does the time go? I feel like the last year has been a bit of a blur, but um, three years. And I can honestly say our lives completely changed since meeting you. Oh, thank you so much. I mean, like guys, all of you listening right now, Megan is amazing. I mean, she's almost done her PhD. (laughs) Obviously, she's on the show. She does her own uh, podcast, meditation. I mean, she's got a lot going on. So I'm really honored to have you here as my first guest. And maybe you want to share a bit more about, um, you know, what you're up to and what's uh, what's going on um, in your life before we kind of maybe get into your background. For sure. And I had no idea I was your first guest. So this is such an honor to me. And before I even get into what I'm up to, I just... I really want to acknowledge you and the work that you do and especially the work around empowering women. It's, it's incredible. So thank you for having me. I'm, I'm truly honored. And yeah, so just briefly for folks, I, the phrase am almost done. My PhD is kind of in the phrase for the last six months to a year, but probably within the next month, uh, I will be defending my doctoral dissertation at York university. And I just feel so grateful for this experience. It's been grueling, but I had the opportunity to create an intervention, a therapeutic intervention using mindfulness and yoga techniques to help a really incredible group of individuals with PTSD. So trauma and PTSD recovery is my clinical background and You know, I don't think it's a surprise when I say that I identify as somebody who's been through a few challenging events in my life, 
particularly the most recent back in 2014, uh, my husband that you so dearly called out, he was in a fluke accident. He He's a very athletic guy. He always loves playing sports with his buddies and he was playing non-contact football, which is the key word here. And uh, yeah, I got a phone call randomly one Sunday as he was playing and he said, you need to come pick me up. And yeah, my life changed after that day. He had been rushed to Sunnybrook Hospital for emergency spinal cord surgery. And through that experience of recovery together, I I left my full-time permanent hospital job and embarked on this doctoral journey to really help folks like my husband, like myself, understand how trauma really manifests in your body and how we can actually heal it. So that is my my passionate work. And I do a few other things on the side, as you mentioned, uh, namely being a teacher on the Insight Timer app, uh, leading meditations and yoga. So that is yeah. me in a nutshell. <laughs> I know. And it's, you know, it's so uh, emotional hearing you share that story about Brandon, right? Um, just because, you know, I just the curveballs that life can throw us, you know, and how, how you manage through that, I expect terrifying time, you know, well, how, interesting, how that, right? Like yeah. when you're, we were newly engaged, like two months into engagement, really in that stage of just being elated to think about our wedding and think about our future. And this event happened. And what's interesting about this experience is even though it happened to Brandon and I wasn't there, I was the one that had the more difficult symptoms to grapple with. And what I realized is that it was re-triggering some unresolved symptoms from my past. And so that is what made me really curious. And together, like, my gosh, we were signing DNR forms and talking about advanced care planning because there was the possibility that his surgery wouldn't be successful. And he was, you know, presenting with partial paralysis. So yes, it was terrifying. But now that I'm on the other side, it is the event that completely transformed the trajectory of our life completely. Um, So what I mean by that is we sat down and really took a good look at how are we living our lives? Are we feeling the fullest version of ourselves individually and as a couple? And it was a resounding no for me individually, for him individually, and for us as a couple. And so we started to vision together, like, well, what, what does our life look like? We had this almost permanent event happened to us how are we going to live now like how are we going to live our lives fully now and and since that event it's coming up to yeah seven years ago it still threads in our lives today but really it's been a catalyst for us to live more fully so did also you know when you say that it kind of you know transformed you know how you're living your life more fully or your lives more fully did it also transform your mindset, I guess, on how you approach things and what your goals are and what, you know, how you look at things? I know you guys like to travel too, um, when we can, when we can travel. <laughs> right. For sure. And, and I won't sit here and say, you know, oh, this was a blessing. We learned so much. There was a really dark time for both of us that 
you know, I think it's really important that folks hear that, that this isn't all love and light. This isn't all, you know, look for the opportunity. We both went through our individual really dark periods after that event, you know, Brandon grappling with a loss of identity. He couldn't do the things that he originally could. He couldn't play the sports. He still can't play some of the sports that he normally would. That's his outlet. So he's really had to look at re-identifying or letting go of how he identified. For me, this idea of like opening my heart to somebody and really trusting and loving somebody has always been a bit of a challenge and, you know, nothing like that kind of accident to close those walls back up again. So I first just will say that Well, yes, it completely altered the way that we do life, the way that we vision, the way that we set goals. There was really a dark period of struggle that we had to go through to get to that point. And I think that's one of the things I would say is where the magic lies is like really sitting in the darkness and really sitting in the really tough, grueling, not seeing eye to eye, dealing with our own fears to get to the point where we are now. So one of the things that we that came from this experience is we both knew that we didn't want to be in your typical nine to five job. And that is, it's not to say that's bad. Some folks love that. We support that decision. But for us, we knew that creating pockets of time together that were throughout the week, quality time became our biggest shift not work and make money. Our our biggest shift from his accident was how do we create a life where we can have more quality time together because we almost lost it. So that that is one of the biggest things I would say we've shifted. And I can talk about like other more details if you want, but I'll I'll pause there and see what yeah. you think. <laughs> yeah, it's such um I just, you know, I feel my heart sink, right? Just even as you recount this, but I do appreciate you know, hearing that it helped you think about how you want to spend time together, right? That a nine to five maybe wasn't for, you know, for you guys, the the right solution or the right answer to spending time together. So tell me more or tell us more about, you know, how you're doing that. You know, how are you generating income if you're saying you're not hustling to make money? So how is that, how does that look for you guys now? Yeah. So there's a few sort of pathways. I think the first thing is through his recovery, we were in nine to five. Well, I was in nine to five. Brandon was in contract to contract and there's pros and cons to both. With my nine to five, I lived for the weekend. I lived for two days at the end of the week. And for Brandon being in contract with his recovery, the instability of he has to rehabilitate from a spinal cord surgery and with no income. So there was, you know, there's, there's pros and cons to both options, the stable option versus the contract to contract. So one of the things that we had been thinking about for a while, but just never really believed that it was for us. Like we never believed that it was something we were capable of doing was this idea of investing in an investment property where we would put a down payment on a home and have, you know, tenants pay rent. That was something that was Brandon's dream. He wanted to, you know, we both 
didn't have pensions, right? I left my, my full-time hospital job, which a lot of people wouldn't do. And it was scary. It was hard to justify to, you know, my parents, my mom's a nurse, my dad's a teacher, that stable career. There was a lot of conversation around like explaining why this was the best option for us. And so anyways, through that, we, we started to explore how do we set ourselves up long-term? How do we set ourselves up for retirement? Cause we're looking at careers that don't involve pensions how do we invest and grow our money? We had done smaller investments in the bank and grueling how many months our money was sitting in a bank untouchable. And when it came out, it barely seemed like it was anything bigger. And yeah, so through that kind of the snowball effect that ultimately led me to you, but it wasn't without some challenges beforehand. So the key things for me is making sure you work with the right realtor and really look at, the mortgage broker that you work with, can you work with an independent broker that has some creative options for your current professional careers? Because we weren't permanent with benefits careers, we were contract to contract. So that's kind of how the journey began, is making a lot of mistakes at first and thinking we couldn't do it. And then we landed working with you. (laughs) So how did, um, you know, because I think that that's interesting too, right? You know, when you think about that you were thinking that you couldn't do it. And I think that's probably common for, you know, a lot of people, right? That's, that's a common thing that it's, you know, how is this really for me? Or how do I, you know, how will this look for me? Or I don't have enough money to do this, or I don't have the time. So can you explain maybe a bit more about, you know, how how did you do it? (laughs) How did you actually do it? And it's so interesting, Sarah, because when you reached out to me to be like, hey, I'm doing this podcast, I'd love to have you. And I was like, but I don't, <laughs> that's not me. <laughs> and I'm like, I still have to wrap my head around the fact that in three years, we have positioned ourselves into seven figure assets. Like to say that out loud makes me sweat because I, I'm still coming to terms with this mindset of this isn't us, this isn't for us, like we can't do this. So one of the things I will say is, is really doing your research around your vision for your investment. So we worked previously, and it's not every realtor has their own strengths, I believe. We worked previously with a realtor who didn't make us feel like it was possible yet. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. But what was different about sitting down with you, that very first, I remember, like in the cafeteria at Georgian College, we vulnerably shared, you know, what was in our bank account, how much we had for a down payment. And here you are in the first few minutes and you're like, not only can you do one, but I'm going to get you your second property in the next year. And we were like, what? (laughs) Are you out of your mind? And it was really working with you to say, yes, this is possible, that completely planted a seed in us, like maybe the way we've been thinking about this all along has been based on faulty information. And from there, we had been turned down by banks, you know, filled out applications, had all those credit checks happen. And what we were believing to be true about what we qualify for was like a third 
of what we would qualify for. And we just couldn't, we couldn't understand. We couldn't understand. And then we reached out to an independent mortgage broker and just explained our situation, explained that, you know, we don't have guaranteed income, but the income that we are bringing in contract to contract, like we're doing really well. And so she presented different kinds of options. It meant that our percentage for our like mortgage approval was a little bit higher because we were more risky. She broke it down in a way that made sense to us. So for us, it really, the two things were merging with a realtor that said, yes, this is possible. And with a mortgage broker that was separate from the bank who had more access to creative ways to get approved for mortgages. So those were the two things for us. The one thing I will say that I have to like really hone in on is the words that you said to me, I still think about them every day because we now have two properties and I think about you, you're like a little birdie on my shoulder (laughs) where I remember you showed us the first property and you had disclosed, you were so transparent that it needed waterproofing around the exterior of the house and terrifying, right? Like for an average person, like that's terrifying. We don't want to get into something messy like that. And you had said the words, there's always a solution. You would ask me, lay it out for me, Megan, what are your biggest fears? And I was like, I'm afraid that they're going to find more issues when they dig up, you know, the, the foundation of the home. What if our tenants don't pay rent? What if the roof leaks? What if a fire happens? Like I listed all the catastrophizing worst case scenarios. And you said to me, there is a solution for everything. And that Sarah J. Stevens was the <laughs> single that is the golden nugget when that familiar feeling of like anxiety comes up. If our recent tenants just gave their notice and we're in the pandemic and I'm like, okay, there's a solution. There's a solution. So it's really become a mantra for Brandon and I, and I I really owe you a tremendous amount of gratitude because you planted seeds psychologically in us. It was up to us to choose them, but you planted those seeds and it's completely, completely transformed our lives. Well, um, thank you so much uh, for those kind words, uh, Megan. You know, and I want to say to you, you are that person now. You know, you were saying initially, I can't really, you know, when I called you to say, hey, you know, secrets of seven figure women, you know, do you want to be on the show? And you said, really? (laughs) Yes, of course. And um, I mean, it wasn't that long ago that we were actually sitting down and going through your numbers, um, you know, talking about kind of where you guys are at and where you've come in three years. And I'm so proud of you guys, right? Because you really did, you know, take a lot of the information and, you know, working with experts, you transform things for yourself. But part of it, the way I see it is you, you know, part of it, I see that you're driven by circumstance, right? You're driven by circumstance because of what happened with Brandon and also for yourself, right? You were both impacted in your own ways, but in some ways I see that that, you know, inspired you in your own ways as well to say, okay, what, what will our path be? You know, it almost pushed you. Right. And then, um, I always remember the day that we met for coffee because it was just, you know, it was an introductory, let's have a coffee. And I remember literally I said to you guys, are you open to sharing some of your own personal information? And both of you looked at each other and then you looked at me and you said, sure. 
And I said, is it okay if I just write it down just so I can kind of understand where you're coming from and uh, maybe we can make a plan about things. And uh, so we went through all your numbers and looked at it. I, I remember it. It was only 20 minutes into the conversation, I think. And then I think we sat there for two or three hours after that, just talking about things and, uh, and looking at what, what was possible, you know, that anything is possible. And I'm so excited for both of you with, you know, your success and, you know, all the things that you've taken on and, and this, you know, the steps you've taken, but the success you've had is just really, it's incredible. Yeah. And uh, I'm so happy to, you know, have been on that part of the journey with both of you. It just, like even talking about it, now, like it seems, it's like overwhelming to think where we've come, where we've grown our investments in such a short amount of time. Like it really is overwhelming. And, you know, for folks listening, like if you see me on the street, I am your Tom girl next door neighbor. Like I wasn't born into lavish amounts of money. We were financially stable in my family and I had great opportunities, but this idea of seven figure earnings was never really top of mind. It just didn't ever seem like that was meant for me. And, and to sit here and, and really look at like, I can't believe when we met, when you said, Oh yes, we're, we're going to get you your first property and we're going to get your second by the end of the year. And I think it was 18 months, I think actually from the first purchase that we got our second one, there's <laughs> still parts where I'm like, how did that actually happen? <laughs> um, like I st- I, there's still an element of like, wow, I can't believe we, we trusted your guidance. We trusted our mortgage broker's guidance. We figured it out. We did what we had to do. And here we are. And in three years, we have grown our portfolio to, yeah, like multiple seven figures. Yeah, it's it's mind blowing. And with the pandemic too, the one thing I will say is the saving grace because I lost my contracts in the pandemic and we didn't have to worry because how we had invested helped offset some of our own costs and allowed me to not have the pressure to seek employment while I'm trying to finish my doctoral dissertation. So this is why we did this because when Brandon had his injury, he was off work without pay. And we were like, what are we going to do here? I am now or seven years after his injury. And I'm in the same position. I'm not full-time employed. So investing was like, like it almost makes me emotional. Like it really has changed our life and it has given us the opportunity to have those walks at two o'clock in the afternoon or go for a lunch on a random Tuesday or work through the weekend, but have Tuesday through Thursday to really enjoy stuff. And that is the life that we visioned for ourselves. That's the life that, that we wanted since his injury is like, we don't want to live for the weekend. If we want to do something together on a random Thursday, now we can. And that to me, that quality time, like knowing your why Like this isn't just about padding our pockets at all. This is about really creating the life that we truly are present in. Mind you, we wouldn't be traveling right now, but (laughs) a little bit of lockdown. A little bit of lockdown with that. But yeah. But uh, anyway, that overwhelms. Like I'm like, whew. 
And I can feel that, you know, I can feel that, you know, seeing you here as we're on a, you know, Zoom together as well, but seeing you, I can see that. And it, uh, you know, for me as well, I can feel that emotion that you're expressing, you know, because it really, it is amazing to have you here today. Um, Because, I mean, three years ago when we sat down for coffee and had that conversation, who would have guessed that we would be doing this together right now? I never, like, I <laughs> never would have guessed that. Even like the other day when you're like, hey, you're going to be my guest. I'm like, but I don't qualify. <laughs> um, so it is still something where we're both sitting ourselves in this idea of, wow, like we, we are set. We do qualify. We are. Yeah. yeah. It's and now we're looking for our forest property. Like now we're figuring out what does that look like? And one of the really cool things about this journey. And again, I don't have that same knowledge that you have, like you live and breathe this work and I'm still like learning this financial literacy kind of thing, but the income that we are generating from our current tenants now goes to support our qualifying amount for our next property. So it continues to build because again, I'm like, but we don't make enough to get qualified for our next property. And, but wait, you're forgetting that you have four doors of tenant income that qualify you. So it's like, it starts to build and you start to see this. Yes, it is possible plan happening. And it's really, really, it's exciting. There is that like element of risk, but this has been exponentially more beneficial to do investing this way than what we were previously doing in our tax-free savings accounts and our guaranteed incomes. I'm not knocking anyone that does that, but we did not get the return that we were hoping for. And it's been exponentially more return. Yeah, no, it's the way um, that we did it. It's so wonderful um, to hear you say that and just, and and how it's had an impact on your life. So we talked a little bit about what's next. So you're thinking about the fourth property and and where do you maybe see yourselves? I don't know, in five or 10 years, like where do you really see yourself going with all of your different, whether it's investments or, you know, what you're doing online, et cetera. Because obviously down the road, I think that's also another income stream. You've got different pockets of income streams, which I love, (laughs) you know, me, I love you know, generating income and wealth. And uh, that's what I'm all about. So tell us where you're, where yeah. you're Megan. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think you just hit the nail right on the head there. This idea of how do you diversify? How do you have multiple income streams so that if one gets bottlenecked or one leaves, you still have other income streams. And I think that is also really great advice that you, you live, you, you live it and you talk it and it's been inspiring to to witness you in that regard. So for us investment wise, um, yeah, like we are looking for our fourth property. I think I think the question of do we sell our current like we have our own primary residence, do we sell it and just move to a third property or do we rent this and move to a fourth property? And I think you know, we're still figuring out the pandemic really has thrown a bit of a wrench in things timeline wise for us. But I think ideally we would like to keep our properties. So we would like to move to a fourth. That remains to be discussed and determined as, you know, I I really do need to wrap up this 
doctoral degree before that, but that's the next step. And then in terms of outside of our lives, you know, Brandon has his business. He also has several teaching contracts. He's looking to scale back some of the physical labor because again, thankfully he's made a full recovery, but it's still wearing on him and he wants to not have to do so much physical labor with his renovation business. So I'm looking at how do I create digital products? So it's scalable. This pandemic has really highlighted that we can stay connected virtually. And this is the way of the future. So with my clinical work in trauma and PTSD recovery, I'm looking at creating um, digital courses that you know, really do help people, but also I can maximize the scalability. So instead of one-to-one all the time, there's, you know, more people that can get this benefit. There's, there's an element of imposter syndrome that I'm still working through. And, and I know we've discussed that at length, but I'm hopeful that something will come clear and yeah, it is starting to come clear already. So that's kind of what we're working on in five to 10 years. I know Brandon would really like to have property on some body of water. That is something he's talked about since we've been together. Just water is so connecting for him. It's so healing and connecting for us. So looking at what does that look like? Is it a cottage? Is it is it a like a primary residence? And I think in 10 years, I think we will see Brandon retire from his physical, like his contracting business and move into more hobby-related furniture building. And that would be really nice to see him do those things for joy. Yeah. Yeah, and and the nice thing is, you know, you guys are really young still. So this is, um, yeah. you know, it would be a very early, I know. So that's, you know, that's probably something that's important to hear, right? Like Megan's in her 30s, guys. So <laughs> So this is I know. Let me just like sit with that for a minute. We're in our 30s. Yeah. And when I say early retirement, I mean it. Like Brandon wants like to retire really at 45. Early. <laughs> yeah, like really early. So that's, I that's won't important. Retire that early, but um, that's what he's hoping for. So and you know what? He he's earned it. He has, I, I wish he was here. He has totally taken himself on since his injury to really make his dream and our financial future stable. Like he has worked so hard and I'm so proud of him because a lot of people who have such a horrific experience, especially when your identity gets called into question, you know, don't, aren't living in action like he has. And it's, it's been really incredible to witness and I'm really, really proud of him and he deserves it. Like he, he deserves to live free. That's what I say to him all the time. You deserve to live free. And however that looks, you know, let's just keep moving towards that. I love it. Both of you are such hard workers, you know, kind and generous people, fun to be with. Uh, you know, you're just great, great people. All you're right. all very motivated. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are awesome. So what would you- One thing you know, I will say, actually, yeah. sorry, sure. as I'm like sure. thinking five to 10 years, is I would like to dabble in what it looks like to move from like a duplex purchase to like a quadplex or a sixplex. Again, as I say that out loud, that it feels so far out of the realm of my possibility. But, you know, as we're living in possibility together on this call, I would like to see what that looks like. 
you know, something like a sixplex, yeah, in the next five years, five, 10 years to see if it can that be something we do. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's a good point, right? A lot of people, you need a stepping stone. Like even for me, when we started, you know, dabbling in what could we rent out? We started it with a basement, right? You start, everybody starts with where they're at. And all we had at that point was a basement that we could finish and then rent out, I think for something like $400 a month, which sounds like nothing these days, but the $400 a month was transformative for us, you know? And then anyhow, it's, I don't want to talk about myself here too much, but, but it starts to make that change, right? Just one step at a time. And then, yeah, the duplex seems scary when you buy it, maybe the triplex does. And then yeah, you get an apartment building. Um, that's also scary. But then once you've done it, then it just, it all becomes easier. But it's just doing those, sometimes getting through those terrifying things and then realizing there's something more terrifying. So let's just, let's just get onto it. And there is a solution yeah. to everything. <laughs> yes. Like that is. is the mantra that is instilled in my brain. There is a solution. Like do not let fear be the loudest voice. There's a solution for sure. Yeah. There is a solution. So what, what would you want to leave, uh, you know, somebody that's listening today, what would you want to leave them with as a, you know, maybe they're in the, the six figure range, whether that's their income or their, their net worth or their assets, you know, somebody that's trying to get to the, the seven figure realm, you know, what, is there anything that you would leave them with as we kind of wrap up the call for, for anybody that's listening? Yeah. You know, I think, the biggest thing that comes to mind is to really get honest with yourself and honest with the way that you're living your life, the way that you feel day to day. Is it truly what you desire? And if it's a no, then to not buy into this idea that, well, this is what it is. What's on the other side is far too scary than this stable moment that I'm in now. Try to really silence the fear voice and step into the possibility that the life that you're craving is possible. It doesn't mean it's possible tomorrow. There has to be understanding of long-term vision and short-term strategy. There has to be a balance between the both, but between the two. But I just really, I would hate to say to someone, you have to have this life-altering near-death experience in order to start living the life you want. Don't wait for that moment. Get really honest with yourself and really align yourself with people who see your strength, see the strategy, and tell you, yes, it's possible. And yeah, just, I just invite people to just really be in possibility. I love that so much, Megan. That, um, that is a really nice, succinct way to, to wrap things up, uh, from our call today. And you are such an inspiration and I know our, our listeners will, you know, love hearing the interview today. So I thank you so much because I think setting our mindset to what is possible, you know, really that anything is possible as long as we're willing to uh, step into the action, right? Make a plan, talk to the experts and then, and then go for it. So yeah, thank you so much. Thank you so much uh, for being here today, Megan. Thank you. It's been a pleasure and honor to have you. So I can't wait thank for you. what's next. <laughs>
<laughs> oh, thank you. and likewise, and just thank you for believing in us. And thank you for hearing our story and reminding us that it is possible for us. We wouldn't be here if it weren't for you. So thank you. Thank you, Megan. Thanks for listening to this episode of Secrets of Seven Figure Women. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share with a friend, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or would like to be featured on the show, you can reach me directly at secretsofsevenfigurewomen.com. Thanks for listening.